Hello, everyone, and it's time for another edition of Phillies Talk Podcast. On this show, we'll talk about Game 162 for the Phillies, which is the final day of the season, and uh, what went wrong in the last 10 days of the season for the Phillies. Looking forward to talking with you here on Phillies Talk Podcast. Here it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of it's the Game 162 edition of Phillies Talk Podcast with Rich Baxter, the longest-running independent podcast talking about the Philadelphia Phillies. Going back to the 2006 season is when this show actually started. As I said last week, it was a um, sort of an amalgamation of all Philadelphia sports talk shows. Uh we started it with talking about the Eagles, the Sixers, the Flyers, and the Phillies all around the year. And then uh, about a year later, we changed it to specifically to Phillies Talk podcast because it was so hard to keep up with all four major sports happening at the same time. So um, I'm going to do a solo show on this one again. And uh, my co-host, Matt Vesey, is enjoying a nice uh, off-season vacation down at the shore, I've been seeing some of his posts and some of his tweets with that beautiful pizza. Oh, man, I don't think I've had too many slices of pizza uh, down where he is, but uh, it really looked good. It's going to make me uh, take a couple trips maybe before the end of the season is actually over and uh, get some of that beautiful, beautiful pizza down there well hope you had a great time on your vacation matt and you'll be joining me again to talk about the uh the post-mortem so to speak of the philadelphia phillies for 2021 what went right what went wrong and um are we happy about the season so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave that for the next show when you join me matt and uh looking forward to hearing your glass half full uh estimation of things i know i can get sometimes on the glass half empty side as i did on the last podcast for philly's talk i was a little bit chagrined and negative about the philly's management and i still feel that way i still feel that philly's management left this team to sink if it were a boat the phillies uh put a patch on the boat around the trade deadline, but leaks sprung up all over the place and uh, they weren't adequately dealt with over this season. And I'm talking specifically management. Uh, You can blame the players as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not always management and it's not always players, but in this case, you know, they each shared in the Phillies not making the postseason again for the umpteenth time. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm getting kind of tired of it as a Phillies fan. I'm looking forward to the time where they'll be back into the playoffs and we can see some postseason action for them. Uh, Bryce Harper's been here a couple years now, and I think he wanted a little bit more as well. He sort of carried this team uh, from the halfway point on, I believe, he really uh, came up big for him. And we'll do some stats in a few minutes here and go over those numbers and things. But 
for sure the best player on the Phillies this year. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing from some of the listeners of this podcast. If you give me some feedback, and you can give us some feedback right on our anchor.fm forward slash Phillies spot here on the internet, you can actually record your comments right on the interface for us and send it in via message, and I could play it here on the air. I want to hear two or three fans do that, if you can possibly make the time on your phone or your computer, tablet. It's very easy. Just <coughs> excuse me. go over to our website where we host a show here, and it's called anchor.fm forward slash Phillies. And from there, you're going to see an interface where you can sponsor us with support anywhere from $0.99 cents to $9.99 per month. And, you know, it's like a monthly donation. It's like a magazine. If you look forward to uh, hearing me and Matt's comments about the team, you enjoy it, I wholeheartedly invite you to support us. Anchor.fm forward slash Phillies. That's where you can do that. And there's also a message button right next to the support button. So they make it so easy to click on this message and an interface will pop up and allow you to record a message right into our show. Uh, Well, it'll be into our account and then I can put it onto the show. So please do that. Take advantage of this because it's it's important feedback from you guys. I used to hear from a lot of fans um, all year long on this podcast. I'd get emails over at rich at fightinphillies.com. That's F-I-G-H-T-I-N, Phillies, all one word, dot com. But I haven't really heard from people since the kind of the start of... The pandemic, I want to say, uh, two seasons ago is probably the last time I got a message. So if you're out there, you listen to the show, you know, I want to hear your comments as well. You hear our comments and we're, you know, we follow the team and uh, watch them just like you do. So I'm looking forward to a few comments from you as well, as well as some support for the show. And we did have a supporter Sign on to the Patreon page, and I want to thank him very much for his monthly support. And you can also take advantage of that if you want. Um, Over to Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Phillies again. And there's five different levels that you can uh, sign up from and join and sponsor this show, and some of which you're going to get a bonus from. So uh, in the off-season, I'm going to work on things. Uh, I'm going to have exclusive interviews. Uh, me and Matt are going to do some what we've been doing with, with the video, and these last two shows, I'm not doing the show on video because I want to I want to sort of translate that into something special on Patreon maybe where you could sign up and view the video portion of the show right there with the extras that we'll have on it. So uh, right now I have some interviews 
up there at patreon.com forward slash Phillies. Todd Zalecki talked about his new book with me um, about seven months ago now in March. And um, we had a great interview on that, on his Roy Halliday book, which I wholeheartedly recommend if you haven't gotten it yet. Uh, it's the off season now after today. And you'll have plenty of time to read that great book from Todd Zalecki. So uh, pick it up on Roy Halliday. And, uh, you know, what a sad story that is on Halliday uh, towards the end of his career. But when he was playing, he was one of the most exciting players in baseball. He had a command of this game like very few people have. I know Phillies fans enjoyed his time here on the mound. And what a tragic way to end his life, um, the way it happened. But I became a big Roy Halladay fan when he came over to the Phillies. Uh, I monitored him and used to watch him when he was with the Blue Jays from time to time, but I didn't have the appreciation that I had when he joined up with the Phillies, the work ethic, the, you know, quality of uh, family that he has, uh, his wife and kids, uh, just, you know, that's what you live for. Great family. Um, but uh, yeah, do pick up that book. Todd Zalecki's book on Roy Halladay. If you want to get it for your you know a Phillies fan that may not have read it, uh, get it for him for a gift for the holidays because you, you won't go wrong with it. It's just a great book. All right, so segueing out of that, of course, we appreciate your support on the show. Helps me to do little things. I'm, I'm going to be on the road soon. I'm going to interview some uh fan clubs and things like that of the Phillies and I'll have them on a show or on that Patreon spot that might be the only place you'll be able to hear it if you're a patron of our show which is a supporter of our show and other shows believe it or not they can make a thousand a month on podcast from just donations like great listeners like you and uh that would be a goal because we don't bombard you with ads. If we had them, <laughs> we might bombard you with an ad or two. But uh, over the years, I've had ads and I've had to do it. I upgrade this studio that I have with microphones, mixers, uh, things like that. Quality um, software to mix the show. I use Adobe Audition. That's around $350 a year that I pay to use the various services of the Adobe uh, family. So, you know, I appreciate some support on this podcast if you can. All right, back to the game 162 here. Of course, we know this is the last day of the season for baseball that I'm doing the podcast here. And uh, it's going to be a great day. It's Sunday, October 3rd. I'm doing the show before all the games start. Here, a few minutes before, of course, the Phillies winding up their season in Miami. Um, 
they had a chance to make the playoffs. We all know that. It was an outside chance. They had to perform well in the last, I'm going to say, 10 games of the season in order to make this run for the NL East. They had to do it. And quite frankly, we all know now that they didn't do it. A crucial three-game series with the Atlanta Braves went completely wrong for them. And they just clammed up and just withered away. And that's the way this team performed uh, in the final week of the season. It was a shame. You know, the Phillies stayed close in game one against the Braves. They lost it two to one. Zach Wheeler, their best pitcher and ace of the Phillies now, uh, finishes up at 14 and 10 on the year with a 2.78 ERA, which is phenomenal. It was great to see him pitch all year long for the Phillies. And he was somebody you could count on for the most part. You counted on him like we used to count on Aaron Nola for a win. I'll talk about Nola in a second. But yeah, the Phillies started off the series with Atlanta with a loss. And I think that broke their back. I really do. They they needed to win. They needed to sweep the Braves is what they needed to do. Um, but taking it one game at a time, losing that first one was probably the straw that broke the camel's back for the Phils. Uh, game two against the Braves was Wednesday, September 29th. And the Braves shellacked the Phillies. Uh, Aaron Nola. Don't know what happened to him. Don't know if he's injured. Don't know if he'd lost something along the way this season. Finished up 9-9 nine and nine with a hefty 4.63 ERA on the year. This was a guy that we used to count on to carry this ball club. Drafted in 2014, Phillies uh, round one overall pick was number seven on that draft for Aaron Nola. And he's paid a lot of benefits for the Phillies. He's, uh, his lifetime record with the Phillies is awesome, 67-49. and 49. He's got a lifetime ERA of 3.68, which is, you know, still great. But this season, he lost it. He started 32 games. As I said, he finished 9-9 nine and nine with a 4.63 RA. He pitched 180.2 innings over the year with a great record of 223 strikeouts. So he had a had a ton of strikeouts this year, uh, did Aranola. But if one thing you could say was wrong with his season, you know, throughout the whole season, was he gave up a lot of earned runs, more than, more than ever this year. 93 earned runs. Uh... Let's go back to 2019, which was the last full season for the Phillies before the COVID year of 2020. 
Aaron Nola was 12-7 and for the Phillies that year in 2019. And his earned runs was a little high still at 87. That's the second highest behind this year. But for some reason, he ended up with a better record. Now, maybe it's because the Phillies were facing tough pitchers when they were matching up against Nola, and that's possible. The Phillies' offense wasn't exactly a juggernaut this year. Uh, They had their moments, as all teams would, over a season. But uh, for some reason, Nola just... His his win record this year wasn't very good. He only had 39 walks over the year, which is, you know, in 2019 he had 80 walks and still ended up with that 12-7 and seven record for himself back then. But he just, he wasn't that go-to guy this year for some reason. And it's hard to say, was he injured is he injured? Um, been with the Phillies now for several years. He's been. This is his sixth MLB season with the Phillies. So he's, you know, hopefully getting to his prime here. Still fairly young at 28 years of age. Um, I'm interested to see how he does next year. That's one of my my big question marks and my uh, entries into a a journal for for next year's notes about the Phillies. See see if Nola is going to improve for this team. And uh, hopefully he will because if you have that one-two punch in your starting rotation, it makes a huge difference. Um, Just a few more wins from Nola, less blown saves from the uh, terrible... 2021 bullpen from the Phillies. I I used to think they were real bad a couple years ago in 2019 and 2018. But they really showed themselves this year to be completely uh, non-reliable, the bullpen. You you had a four or five run lead and you didn't feel safe at any time in the ballgame. Even the eighth inning. You had worries that, you know, the Phillies wouldn't be able to hold a, a five-run lead, and that's that's pretty sad. So, um, game 162, going to start up in a few minutes here. And it's a big football weekend. The uh, Kansas City Chiefs are in town. Andy Reid's team uh, down at the link playing football. Phillies, of course, on the road. But these this is one of those interesting weekends for Philadelphia sports. You know, most people are going to watch the football game, but your diehards will be there with the Phillies when they start it at 3.07 today in Miami. They'll still tune in, even though they're not in the playoffs. They kind of let us down. They're still going to be there. Um just finish out my thoughts about that Braves series towards the end of the year here, Thursday, September 30th. Again, the Braves ended up with a 5-3 to three victory, swept the Phillies, 
officially ending any chance they have of overcoming the Braves for the division. And I can't believe the Phillies were still there. I really, With this bad of a team and so much that went wrong for the Phillies, even though they were over 500, I just can't believe that the Phillies had a chance in the last season, uh, the last week of the season here in 2021 to actually win the NL East. It was, you know, it was something nice for Phillies fans to, to dream about. Is it possible? Can they get into the playoffs? And if they got into the playoffs, what would they do then? But, uh, of course, not to be. Phillies have their 82-79 and 79 record going up against the Marlins today on a final game. Uh, they have 66 wins on the season, the Marlins. And uh, 95 losses. So at least they didn't win. Well, at least they didn't lose 100 games. Uh, of course, many of you know I do another podcast called the Baseball Talk Radio Show with the great and one and only Gary Mack, my co-host. And today we were talking about just that very fact. You know, teams that have lost 100 games in a season. And it used to be only one or two maybe that would lose a hundred games in a season that I can remember back many years in baseball. But this year it was like four or five teams ended up on that list. And uh, that's a lot of games to lose a hundred games. That's uh, wow. A, a, A daunting number. At least the Phillies aren't in that category of losing 100 games. So there was the Braves series there for the Phillies. They were on the road down in Atlanta, just couldn't do anything. What do they do the next game? You go down to Marlins Park down there in Miami, and they win. They won Friday, October 1st. Then they dropped last night's game on Saturday night. Throwing in the towel, I think, uh, is this team. And... uh, at the finish line, the Phillies could either be 83 and 79 or they could be 82 and 80. I hope they end up 83 and 79 uh, myself. Anything less would be, I don't want to call it a failure, but I want to see them go to that 83 mark for this season and at least end on somewhat of a positive note. Give us something to chew on for next year as a fan. And as I said at the start of the season, I didn't want to go patronize this team that much this year. I didn't want to spend my money on them. I did buy a couple shirts over the years, some T-shirts and things like that, a hat or two, which I'm known to get. But I really didn't go to the ballpark because I, I didn't feel that the Phillies management were putting out a team completely that was going to have a great chance for the playoffs. And plus the COVID situation was in the back of my mind a little bit, although I would have went to the stadium. And I'm not a, a band, a front band runner, a bandwagon runner when the Phillies are doing good, but 
I don't want to pay a lot of money and go up and see a blown save every night. I mean, that would that would really impact my uh, morale on this team. I just don't want to do that. So, I mean, night after night, we saw leads that were blown, uh, things like that. It's, uh, times that the Phillies should have won, should have, could have, would have, but didn't. And uh, I just didn't want to be a part of it. All right, so reading a little bit about Bryce Harper here on the uh, Phillies game notes here for game 162. And uh, let's see, uh, 2015 National League MVP Bryce Harper carries a 1.039 OPS and 178 OPS plus into play today both of which lead Major League Baseball. Okay, so he leads the National League in win probability added at 4.65, ranks above Fernando Tatis, who is 4.26, the next highest uh, guy on that win probability added stat. And Harper ranks third among all National League position players in war according to Fangraphs, at 6.4. And the only guys higher than him right now are Trey Turner, who's at 6.7, and Juan Soto at 6.6. Harper's 6.4 war will be the highest single-season war by a Phillies position player since Chase Utley posted an 8.2 wins above replacement player in back-to-back seasons from 2008 and 2009. So that gives you an indication of how well Chase Utley contributed to the Phillies back then. Uh, He basically carried the Phillies through that season that they won it all in the World Series in 2008. By the way, I had the uh, game-winning tickets for that game. If uh, you're a longtime listener, you'll know that story. I won't go into it, but I had Game 5 tickets, which was the magic golden ticket for the Phillies way back in 2008. All right, so it says Harper uh, is slashing 308, 427, and 612 with 597 plate appearances before the last game of the season today. And he's the only player in the MLB with a 300-slash-400-slash-600-slash line in 2021. So they're making a a case for Bryce Harper for MVP this year, believe it or not. And uh, we'll see. He was MVP back in 2015. And he's a leader in the MLB. He's, he's probably a front-runner to win the MVP, even though the Phillies didn't go anywhere. So let's see if that happens this year. We can root for that, something positive, and that's what I want to get on this show, some positivity, get out of my doldrums. Now we know the Phillies are not in the playoffs, and we know where a lot of the uh, low points are on this team. Plenty of uh, places to point to. 
But uh, getting back to Harper, he's played 71 in 71 of the Phillies' 82 wins so far this year. And in those 71 wins, Bryce Harper is hitting .367 with an on-base percentage of .479 and a .753 slugging uh, percentage in 311 plate appearances. So a huge part of this Phillies offense may be an MVP year for him. He's got 48 extra base hits going into the last game of the season here, assuming he's going to be playing. 64 walks in the second half. Just 48 base extra base hits and 64 walks in the second half. And he'll be the first player in the Major League Baseball with at least 48 extra bases and 64 walks following the All-Star game since Barry Bonds did it in 2001. Back then he had 50 extra base hits, did Bonds, and 89 walks. So that's that's quite a nice accomplishment as well for Harper. And jumping over to our, our best pitcher of the season here, Zach Wheeler. He's finishing the 21 season as the ML leader in innings pitched, 213.1, and the NL leader in strikeouts. He's got 247 strikeouts. So he's going to finish the, the season as the MLB leader, hopefully in both those categories. And they're talking about Zach Wheeler in the same light for Cy Young Award. He's probably earned the Cy Young Award this year. Faced 849 batters this season, the most among all MLB pitchers, and has limited them to a .278 ERA. And that makes him the first Phillies pitcher to face as many batters and post a 2.79 ERA or lower since the great Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee did that back in 2011. So that is showing you right there what category Zach Wheeler is in. He's in your Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee style of pitching. Great, great, great. So all is not lost, even though the Phillies are not going to be in the playoffs. There's going to be an important hot stove. Number one has got to be the bullpen. We all know that. It's got to be dismantled and rebuilt the right way and not with AAA players. That's what needs to be done in the offseason for the Phillies. All right, so it's just a few minutes away from game time here. All the games on 162. The final day of regular season baseball starting around the 3 o'clock, 3.07, 3.05. I believe uh, one game starting at 3.12. But they're all getting the game started around the same time, so it makes it even more fun uh, to see what happens in this race. There's still races open uh, in the AL. It's a complete, utter... Uh, free-for-all in the AL East still. 
and that might be taking several days to determine with the Yankees, Boston, Seattle, and um, God, who's the fourth team? I can't even remember. So many teams is <laughs> still alive. Uh, Toronto, uh, the powerhouse young club of Toronto has a chance to still make it. And uh, 162 is being played today, the end of the season for most of the teams. But the start of some interesting playoff uh, activity, and I can't wait for that. I love baseball's playoffs, and I wished, like I said at the start of the show, that the Phillies were in it. Would make it all the, the more interesting, but uh, I'll still be watching uh, playoff baseball. Wondering if some of our listeners out there will as well. You know, you're, you're a baseball fan. Um how how can you not want to watch baseball if you're a big baseball fan but uh thanks for listening to this edition i'm welcoming back my co-host matt Vizi next week when we uh we'll hear his post-mortem of the phillies and probably have some interesting insights you can check him out at phillies bell on twitter you can check me out at Fight and Phillies. That's F I G H T I N, Phillies, P H I L L I S, on Twitter. And of course, fightinphillies.com is my blog. You can uh, read some stuff that I write there, as well as find this podcast there. And our podcast home is both at anchor.fm forward slash Phillies. And you can find us on YouTube as well. Just uh, search for Phillies Talk Podcast there. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Enjoy Game 162 for the Phillies. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on the next edition of the Phillies Talk Podcast.